When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. What is good with you on this Monday morning? It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. So it's XM Channel 80 and ESPN 2. All the boys in the building. Keyshawn there. Harry Douglas there. Freddie Coleman here. Did somebody fail a test or something like that for all three of us to be in the building at the same time? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Freddie Coleman in for Max Kellerman. Yeah. Harry in for Jay Will. Mm-hmm. I'm Freddie Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody's going to be confused based on that based on that introduction. How was your weekend, by the way, guys? How was the weekend? It was cool. Yeah? I mean, I was getting ready to come back east, but it was good. I didn't, uh, I'm trying to think what I did that was, I didn't do anything out of the ordinary. Sometimes I mean, nothing is better. Yeah, I, I kind of wind things down as I start to get to work, you know, because I've been, had to travel, so... I think Saturday I just hung around. Sunday was headed this way. Okay. I got to spend time with my kids, man. My kids and my mom and dad. So that was dope for me. Yeah. That was good. Good for I you. Didn't have, I yeah, didn't, man. Yeah. I didn't do it. I'm trying to think. What the heck did I do? You know, usually, usually, getting old, man. Right, usually the answer would be, if <laughs> you can't remember what you did this weekend, then it was too good of a weekend. Keith's like, what did I do this weekend? Was yeah, it good? Really was do, it bad? I didn't really do anything. You ain't go to the hole in the wall, did you? And no. the hole in the wall. No. I, <laughs> I had my to, best time. I went, I, did, <laughs> well done. I did. I went to an event on Saturday. Okay. I went to an event at the Rose Bowl on Saturday. 100th anniversary of the Rose Bowl. Nice. Okay. The oh. day that the Rose Bowl was built, I guess, is yeah. 1922 or something mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. it was the day that it was built. Oh, it was the, pretty cool, though. I was going to say, was dope, who though. else was there? I know oh, uh, God, I was, was about to say. Everybody you could think of who's living that played in the Rose Bowl. Okay. That, like, Vince Young, um... Warm Moon, a uh, bunch of UCLA players, right? Bunch of older USC guys, uh, not Jo, not Jonathan Ogden, uh, Orlando Pace. Okay, God, it was a bunch, bunch, just, of, bunch of people. How do you forget that? How do you not remember that? I mean, because I really, I guess it was a hole in the wall. Exactly. Seriously, Harry, a big moment. I guess <laughs> you guess a hundred years of the Rose Bowl. You guess the big moment. A guy who hold on a second. I'm no, from no, no, there. Wait. I go wait there all the time. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. You were the MVP of the Rose Bowl. But I go there all the time. I don't care. That's an event of a hundred years of the Rose Bowl. You're a part of that history, and you casually don't remember that 48 hours later on your own radio show. No, that's on my bucket list. The Rose Bowl. Seriously? I, I've never been there. Me, yes, neither have I. You know what? No, I, that's a lot. No. I went as a little I kid. I hasn't been as an adult. I no, want to go as an that's adult. That's still a bucket list for me as an yeah. adult. This dude played in the game. I know. Yeah, no, I, I well, you know, it. I just go there all the time. No, he, balled, he balled out no, in the game. <laughs> because Thank UCLA you. plays this concert stairs, this soccer. So I go there a lot. That's why I was just like. Key, hold it. Stop. That's just Stop. like you in, 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 in Madison Square Garden. You've been there so much. It's like, oh, I'm Madison Square Garden. Key, I've never played in Madison Square Garden. Against a, a professional college oh, team. Oh, God. No, you, I'm just saying, man. The humble brag works for certain people. No, it's it ain't not working a for you. Brag. No, no, it ain't working for you no, right now, Keith. No, it's not a humble brag. I just, I don't know. I've been there so many times, okay. I guess. Must I, be nice I to saw, be you. I saw, I saw Michael Jackson, Super Bowl. Okay. As a kid. I mean, I've been to concerts there. Um, 
been to the soccer there. Mm-hmm. I watch UCLA there, USC there. So it's just, I don't know. See what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. See, see what uh, I mean? Just, see what I mean, Harry? See what I mean? I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. You know. Man, you used to the Georgia Dome? Man, they ain't there no more. <laughs> what you mean? It's Mercedes-Benz <laughs> State. That's that's a right. park, yeah, it's Mercedes- a parking lot now. It's Mercedes- <laughs> right. Field now where yeah. the, where the Georgia what a, Dome what a, used to be. No, it's, it's, you know, they play where the Braves used to play. Turner Field. Oh, Turner Field. That's yeah. what Georgia State is now? They turned that into. Okay. Yep. They haven't torn down the Rose Bowl. And you played there. And I mean, you start there for one I go game. to the Georgia Dome. I'm going to a parking lot now, Keith. Yeah, that was a, it's, it's pretty, though. The, the setting is, yeah. is pretty. It was really Fantastic. Pretty. Watch those games as a yeah, kid. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. Either way, Keyshawn, J. Will and Magic. got Keyshawn Johnson, Mr. Humblebrack, Harry Douglas, and Freddie <laughs> coming in for the boys today on ESPN Radio and Series X and Channel 80. This weekend, the NFL had a full slate of games when it comes to their preseason. I never get overly excited because I know people say, well, so-and-so played well. He's ready to start. If so-and-so played badly, better get rid of him. Key, what's the biggest takeaway from you from the games you saw this week or had a chance to see outside of, you know, celebrating the Rose Bowl on Saturday? I, I would – you know, I'm, I'm a little concerned about Jordan Love, I would say. Okay. I mean, you know, I don't look at the box scores like everybody else and then go to the numbers and be like, oh, my God, he had a horrible game. I'm just looking at the game. And he just didn't look in control, under control. He didn't look – it didn't look like he kind of – didn't look ready to you? Didn't, he didn't look ready. He just looked – I don't know what it was. It didn't look right. It just looked sloppy, and, and a lot of throws were late. And maybe that's just timing, and now you're in live games versus practice. But he didn't look right to me. That, that's the only concern I have. And I know they're not going to cut him, but will he ever get a real shot in his career to be a starting quarterback? Well, it's going to be a while before he plays, especially in Green Bay. But I, I was saying, never play in Green but, Bay. But I think some of the throws that he had to the running backs, um, I was disappointed in those. Okay. Because when you're throwing footballs to running backs, they're not naturally hands catchers like you may see a wide receiver or tight ends may be. So you have to put the ball in places where they can catch the football. Uh, some of those throws in the flat were behind them. Uh, but I also thought he showed some, some good signs too. I did see some throws down the field. I think his athleticism got, got, got shown a little bit too as well. Um, Realizing on fourth and three, cover zero, uh, throwing that, that slot fade uh, for a touchdown. Uh, but he also had five drops. In the time that I, that I watched him play, the receivers and tight ends and backs had five drops. And they got to catch the football. But I, I am with Keto. I, do, I, I don't believe the first two interceptions were his fault. I believe that third one definitely was. Uh, he tried to throw it to a blind spot, and it got picked off through it behind the wide receiver. But my biggest takeaway from the, the, this, this weekend mm-hmm. – Cleveland Browns in multiple situations. Number one, Deshaun Watson, I see why they wanted him to play. The rust is there. Ooh, you, can, you can clearly see the rust is there. First play of the game, uh, first pass play, I would say a naked over, throws the ball entirely over, over the head of the wide receiver. But then you also seen some drops from Anthony Swartz. He, he, Deshaun hit him right in the chest, drop, scramble drill, another drop. But then you had a third down play, mm-hmm. and he threw the ball in the dirt to a running back. Also, quarterback center exchange, you see one of those mishaps. But he just didn't look comfortable out there like he had a lot of weight on his shoulders, which he does. You mentioned that because to both of your points with Key, with his concern, with Jordan Love, and your concern with Deshaun Watson, the pressure both of those guys are under. With Deshaun Watson self-inflicted, mm-hmm. what he had, what he's involved in the offseason. For Jordan Love, it can't be easy being the backup quarterback of the Green Bay Packers and you want the job and the guy that's in front of you shows no signs of slowing down. Usually you can look at a guy and say, okay, in about two years, this is going to be my job. In about a year and a half, this is going to be my job. Jordan Love looks at Aaron Rodgers. He must be saying, 
this may never be my job in Green Bay because that guy's still miles away, Key and Harry, from even going to that proverbial cliff when it comes to quarterbacks where you say, okay, that's when it started to go downhill for that quarterback in the NFL. Well, it's not even about Green Bay. It's about his audition for 31 other teams. Will he ever get a fair shot to audition for 31 other teams? Because when you look at it, he's got two more years under contract with the Green Bay Packers. And if he never gets on the field, there's no real trade opportunities for him that's going to get them anything back in return. And if he becomes a free agent, there is no real team out there that would give him quarterback money. Right. So it's, it's almost like he's going to be, depending on how long Aaron Rodgers stays, he's going to be stuck in Green Bay waiting. And then what I would do if I was the Green Bay Packers is I'd play him all the way through and give him an extension later on, a small extension, mm-hmm. and let him still become the heir apparent. Because he's not, there's no market for him. Yeah, that's a tricky part about Jordan Love, man. I, I think showing up to work every day, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's hard. And, it, and it's crazy I'm about to say this because you're in the National Football League, but knowing that you have a Hall of Famer, uh, back-to-back MVP winner Aaron Rodgers, one-time Super Bowl winner in front of you. Right. So uh, the motivation factor, you know what? Man, I know I'm not going to play. But he, what he has to understand is that he is one injury away. Right, and we did see last year when Aaron Rodgers uh, had COVID, or I think it was close contact, or he had it, one of the two, mm-hmm. and he had to play against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, when right. you get your opportunities, you got to make the best of those opportunities. You can't waste those moments. And last year, he did not show that because you had the bad body language for those wide receivers. Like, damn, can Aaron Rodgers please come back? <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Max brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Get the forty-five dollars silver unlimited plan from Straight Talk Wireless. You can join the conversation anytime you want at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. And what is going to be rougher for Bears quarterback Justin Fields in twenty twenty two? His offensive line or the field the Bears are going to play on? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max with Keyshawn Johnson, Harry Douglas, and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And I don't know what's going to be rougher for Justin Fields, but 
that field on Saturday when they played that preseason game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Key, can you imagine you playing a field two uh, two or three days after Elton John has a concert and you don't trans, transfer it that way? Can you imagine Patrick Mahomes, if he had gotten injured on that field, that would have been a fiasco for the National Football So I guess League. what, it was holes in, in certain parts, divots, was, big divots in certain parts of the field going, and stuff as, like that? As bad as you think it is, that's what it was. It happens, though, a lot on, on natural surfaces when they have events prior to a game. You always see it where it just gets messed up I mean, because the grass is – Probably new saw it's new saw that's put out there for the start of the season, and then they have a concert, and they just it just gets ripped to shreds, and then a team has to come and play in it. I've seen it all the time. Mm-hmm. I go to think about man when I was with the Falcons, we played in London, right, and we practiced at Arsenal. Okay, and I remember them. Their practice fields are better than a lot of NFL game fields. Really, and they was telling us, listen, y'all only stay on these two fields. Y'all can't go on these three, four fields. And it was just amazing to me. But when I think about the Chicago Bears Stadium and their field, whenever I played there, I used to have to wear my screw-in cleats. And I used to hate wearing screw-in cleats because they dig into your feet a little bit more versus the molded ones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just feel faster in the molded ones as well. <clears throat> but that grass is thicker up there as well. But I, I went to thinking about other stadiums. Remember when uh, the Raiders played in Oakland? Yeah. When the, when the baseball thing was out? Oh, yeah. That may have been worse than anything because you really can't keep plant like you want to plant – and dig down into the ground because you're going to be slipping and sliding. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's something the NFL need to look at um, because, once again, we, we, you, you do want to uh, tailor towards the health and safety of players, and when they have to go out there and play in divots like that, I don't, I don't think it's cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know why Chicago, even though it's an outdoor stadium, they still have grass because that grass, even Green Bay, that grass will freeze up on you when mm-hmm. wintertime comes. So, mm-hmm. I don't know why they still have it. I, I wouldn't be shocked if next season – they go away from it and go more to field turf? I'm surprised they haven't. In Chicago especially, you're going to have those kind of events, multi-events where it's outside of sports events. The last thing you need because, and Harry, you made the point, in terms of player safety, we know the NFL does not care about you dudes nah. when it comes to player safety. They want guys out there being ready to play. If you get injured, somebody will step up and play. They have never cared about they player safety. They portray it as they care. Sure. But they 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 really show they that they do care, but they really don't when they start getting sued. <laughs> by players. And when it comes That's, to money. Yeah. When it comes to money. The bottom line. When it affects I mean, the bottom line. I mean, I remember going in the field at Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia, and I said, I can't believe they made guys play on this in the 70s and 80s at the Vet. I could not believe Yeah, I didn't that. play in the 70s and 80s at the Vet, but I played at the Vet. Yeah. And the field was horrible. <laughs> yeah. The, seems together, and they played NFL games on that. That's why they don't That's care crazy. about player safety. Here come the Browns out. This is going to be the norm when Deshaun Watson plays. A loud boom. Truly sorry to all the women that I've impacted in this situation. Decisions that I made in my life that put me in this position. We can all connect the dots. I think he's trying to potentially get a lesser suspension. If he thinks this is some sort of Hail Mary effort to appeal to Peter C. Harvey, feels like he's doing a lot way too late. I think at least him saying I'm sorry and acknowledging remorse was probably necessary and probably long overdue. Mark Keyshawn Johnson, Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, as well as ESPN2. I'll throw this out there, Key. You can start first, and Harry, you can relay your thoughts after that. It's not that Deshaun Watson, the apology that he had on Friday on News 5 in Cleveland. In case you missed it, this is what it sounded like before they played their preseason game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm truly sorry to all the women that I've impacted in this situation. 
um, my des decisions that I made in my life that put me in this position, um, you know, I, w I would definitely like to have back. But I want to continue to move forward and grow and learn and, and show that, you know, I am a, a true person of, of character and I want to keep pushing forward. Key, the biggest question to me when I heard that is why now? Why then? I don't know. I, you know, that, that, I, I'm sure that's going through a lot of people's minds of why now. And I think in situations like this, based on everything that he had, had to go through over the last year, year and a half, and going through court, dealing with those sort of things, it probably was better for him to hold his comments back till now because basically everything is over with, right? There's no criminal charges. He settled all the lawsuits. Because if he would have probably done that early in the process, could have came, it could have turned out different for him. So I'm, I'm sure his legal team gave him the, the advice to, okay, it's okay now to be remorseful publicly. Go ahead and, and say what you feel, opposed to, you know, several months ago when this thing was still under investigation, not only from the NFL standpoint, but also prior to um, him not being charged by the grand jury. I think if you deal with that then, we might be talking about something different now. Yeah, my, the first thing I wrote down is why now. Um, but when you think about it, you think about some of the things that Key just said, I don't know if he had a team in place to help him in those regards okay. and understand how it can be done too. Because when you think about it now, you got to think about this. If he would have went up there at that, oh, those moments and apologized a long time ago, um, could he have incriminated himself? Right. Then it came back. Then it probably could have came back and haunt him. Now, I do believe he should apologize a lot earlier than now. And I don't think before a preseason game is the right time to do that. I, yeah. I'll be honest with you. That, I thought the like timing that, was dubious. That blew at my best. mind. Yeah. Right before, right before a preseason, preseason game. game. Yeah. You're in a hallway with a reporter versus, you know, being at a press conference and doing it like that. I didn't think that was a good look. But I, as far as him doing it and trying to figure out when the right time was, um, it could be kind of tricky. But I will say this, that that apology should have been done uh, a lot sooner than it was the other day. I'm not going to say the timing was dubious. Maybe that's not a fair blanket statement to throw at Deshaun Watson. But I, I'm curious about the timing, especially when we still don't know what the suspension is going to look like from the National Football League because they appealed the six games and no fine suspension that was going to be put in place. The NFL didn't want to do that. They want more. They want a full year. Roger Goodell even said that as a commissioner last week, guys, that, hey, we want this to be indefinite. We want it to be out for a full year. I wonder how much of that was trying to maybe curry favor for Deshaun Watson from his standpoint to not be suspended a full year by the National Football League. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that that probably played a part in it. Um, at least it gets the attention that, that now – you know, it's like, okay, well, he apologized. He's remorseful for whatever bad decisions he made uh, leading up to these events that he has to deal with. But I think for his, from the timing standpoint, I mean, if he did it now, do it three weeks from now, four weeks, whatever it is, it's the timing of it is already gone because it didn't happen in the beginning. Sure. So it doesn't really matter, I think. I think what, what matters most is he's sincere, though. Or or is he doing it? That's, that's the question. big question. That's yeah. the is it is it that's a sincere a apology? That's the that's the question. It's not about whether he apologized, when he apologized, how come he waited so long. Is it sincere? And, and I'll say this though, Key, and I can't sit up here and say that it was, and I, I'm not gonna sit up here and say that it wasn't. Right. I just didn't think it was a good look doing it right before a preseason game in the hallway. You see what I'm saying? Like, 
Most things like that, you you know what? I need to have a press conference. I need to get this out. You know, the, I, 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 the individual he was was speaking to, he probably has a relationship with, probably okay. know them or something like that. Wanted to get him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Of Which nugget. what does make a difference? Yeah, what does probably does gave make him a, a little difference. a little bit of nugget. Here you go. I got this for you. Maybe felt more comfortable. More comfortable yeah. with the you know it wasn't a gotcha moment sitting down with somebody trying to uh, crucify him to a whole nother level, opposed to just giving his organic. Uh, conversation and his apology. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure that probably played some part in it. Because usually, when you have something that you want to get off your chest, you go to somebody mm-hmm. that you're comfortable with. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying he's trying to level that playing field. Yeah. But if you're Deshaun Watson, the one thing that really jumped out to me, even before the apology, but definitely afterwards, if he didn't realize how much of a villain he's going to be in the NFL this year, boy, he got a taste of that on Friday in Jacksonville. Yeah. The minute he ran onto that football field, I know the stadium wasn't packed. But everybody, I know it's an opposing stadium, but everybody let them know that, hey, mm-hmm, okay, you're getting your money and you're going to be on the football field, but you're going to have to hear it from us. But, Freddie, if, if, if it's not the rest of his career, that's going to probably be for the next five or six years that's going to happen, if not the rest of his career. So he, he has to be prepared for that because as an opposing fan, uh, you might not like that Deshaun Watson is playing, but you also there to support your team and try to get into the opponent's head any, any way possible. First home game in Cleveland that he plays will be interesting, too. Yeah. Because there's some fans that want him there, but there are plenty of fans that don't want him there in that city. That'll be interesting, that first home game, when he runs under the football field and whether they announce his name or not, yeah. you see him run out there. That reaction, to me, will be very interesting because, Harry, and key to your points. Yeah, you want to support your guys, but then you say, to yourself, am I selling my soul to do something like that with Deshaun Watson? But I'll tell you this, and, and I hate that it's like this, though, Freddie. I really hate that it's like this. He go out there and win. A lot more people are gonna gonna love him. Oh, and I, and I hate and I hate sure. that it's like this. And our world is like that. But that's just our world that we live in. Yeah, the winning's the ultimate sanitizer. Yeah, especially an, organ, an organization who has had the struggles that they've had. If he goes out there and gets gets them to the playoffs and they win games in the playoffs and potentially could go far, a lot of people they're gonna be rooting for. Him. Yeah, they'll have convened amnesia. Oh yeah, winning is the ultimate sanitizer, yeah. right? Look at Tyreek Hill. Yeah, well, all the stuff he came out with in college. Oh. So that's going to touchdowns with Kansas City, and all of a sudden nobody was talking about what happened with him off the field involving Tyreek Hill. Good stuff from Keyshawn Johnson, Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Too early for concern when it comes to another injury for Jets quarterback Zach Wilson. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Wilson tucks it under at the 40, lowers his shoulder, and dives out close to midfield. And he's a little slow to get up, getting up with a little bit of a limp. First time you see a non-contact knee injury, you think, what? Torn ACL. No question, it was not a torn ACL. Per Adam Schefter, Zach Wilson has a bone bruise and a meniscus tear and is expected to miss two to four weeks. He's in good spirits. He's fine. A little frustrated, obviously, but he's as good as you could be in this situation. There's a feeling that they dodged the bullet a little bit. Lamar Keyshawn Johnson, Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, and Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and ESPN 2. 15 minutes from the New York Yankees proving Keyshawn Johnson right from seven days ago. That comes your way in about 15 minutes. And a lot of people are hoping that this is not a continuation when it comes to Zach Wilson, second pick in the draft from last year, another knee injury, and the one thing, and a buddy of mine who works for the New York Jets, and I'm not going to name on national radio, he said, why? What's his name? No, I'm not going to do that. Nice try. <laughs> nice try. He told me, he said, Freddie, why could he have not run out of bounds? It's a preseason game. Why would he feel the need to try to do something like that? And I said, okay, then what's the answer? He goes, I don't really know. He's trying too hard. And, Keith, that was the case of Zach Wilson hearing all the whispers about being better in the second year with this offense, trying to do too much in a preseason game instead of just getting the first down, getting out of bounds, and protecting himself in the football team. Well, it's just an unfortunate situation um, with him so far in New York. Last year, a little bit of injury, missed some time. This year, the preseason now, we see that he's going to have to go under the knife and get a little, you know, a little maintenance done. Nothing nothing too bad, um, alarming. But he's got to certainly know to get out of bounds and do those sort of things. But this goes back to BYU. Uh, He was often hurt at BYU on little things. And a lot of that has to do with your your frame and your body, the pounding that you take, the things that you're doing in the weight room to strengthen your body. Football is not a a small man's game. Zach Wilson is not a big quarterback. Although this was a non-contact injury, it doesn't matter. Okay? You don't see big dudes having those type of issues Every time you look up, somebody blow on you and you mess around and now you on the shelf for several weeks. Well, this has been the case for Zach Wilson here over the last two years. And I say, Fred, it's, it's kind of hard too, man. When you're a competitor and you're going out there, you're playing football, you, you, you want to make every play possible. But I do understand it is the preseason. Mm-hmm. And you don't have anything to prove by making that play and you're close to out of bounds. So anyone can easily say just run out of bounds. But – I look at his injury history, and last year I think it was a sprained PCL um, in that right knee, and then we're talking about that right knee again. And I can't can't help but to think about someone like Paige Beckers, right, who had the knee injury last year and then tore the the ACL in that same right knee this year. Um, you got to be careful if you're the Jets. But at the same time, his rehab, he has to focus on getting that lower body stronger because, like he just said, this is a physical game. And I do understand it was a non-contact injury, but – uh, your training is going to play a big part in how long you can last in this game. And if you're already on the smaller side, you, have, you might have to do extra things, uh, extra things, a lot more band work, right? Uh, strengthening up that quad. I went through an ACL, MCL, meniscus, and a bone fracture all in one knee my, my second year in training camp. So mm-hmm. 
uh, whatever I did training-wise to my left knee, I made sure I did to my right knee because you can create some natural deficiencies if you're just focusing on one side as well. So uh, focus on those quads, getting those things strengthened, especially now because uh, you have an injury two years in a row to that same knee. So you got to be careful. And the one thing that he has to do is also, as he's continuing to rehab, he also has to rehab his mind. Mm-hmm. From a mental standpoint. That's a good point. You yeah. cannot go out there mm-hmm. thinking this is going to happen to me again. Right. This is the second time now in two seasons that he's come up with an injury. College, he came up with injuries. So if it plays a <clears throat> if it plays a strong part in his mind, then he'll never come back from it and be the same quarterback that he was prior to the injury. So he's got to get that part. He's got to get that out of his mind and not worry about it. Like Harry said, you got to rehab. You got to you got to rehab. You got to do those sort of things. When you get back out there, you can't think, "Oh my God, this might happen again." I got to be honest now. For that injury, and I and I get it. He wants to make the plays, but what probably played a factor into it as well is that he wasn't playing good before that injury happened, right? You, you got Garrett Wilson, your number one wide receiver draft pick, run a, ran a hell of a route, DB and press coverage. Almost screwed him in the ground, almost made him fall. <laughs> Wide open on a little five, six-yard out route. Zach Wilson throws the football over his head. But then you come back and you have a little simple stick route. Keith, with a wide receiver go up five or six yards, he just turns around and the tight end runs a flat route out to the um, sidelines, and he telegraphed it and gets it picked off. So in his head, you know, he's probably thinking, you know what, I got to make plays now. I didn't miss the throw. I didn't throw an interception. I, I got to do what I can for my team. But what he has to understand is that it's preseason. Mm-hmm. You can't go out there trying to be Superman. And I thought that was some of his issues last year is that he was trying to be Superman so much that it, that, it, that it turned into interceptions and it hurt his team. You guys know this when you play with quarterbacks. You can wow us all you want, but you can't keep missing layups. No. And that was a problem for Zach Wilson. And I get it. Rookie season, learning the game. But he was still doing that later in the season coming back from that injury where he was throwing better bounce pass than the Knicks point guards last year. And you can't do that, especially when you look at that division right now. You got Mac Jones of the Patriots, who I know is going to play better in the second year. You got Josh Allen of Buffalo, I think is closer to being a lead quarterback than Keyshawn wants to give him credit for, even though he has not won a Super Bowl. And Tua Tungabailoa now has better weapons in Miami. But if he can't get it done, they'll go find another quarterback. You took this guy the second pick in the draft. When it comes to Zach Wilson, you told everybody who was somebody, we don't want Mac Jones. We don't want Trey Lance. We want this guy at the second pick in the draft. And now here we are, not even into his second year and another injury. Like he said, like you said, injury at BYU, injury last year, and then a play where he didn't have to try to make in preseason. Usually when you're doing something like that and those kind of issues are there, they don't exactly go away, and then you're not making plays like you're supposed to make, simple plays, you're Zach Wilson, the New York Jets. And then you heard the rumblings last year, though. Like, you, you see a guy like Mike White come in against the Cincinnati Bengals and throw for 400 yards. Now, he's not going to get a fair shot because he's not the number, over, number two overall pick. So, as Zach Wilson, you do have the benefit of the doubt, but if these injuries keep occurring and then you're not performing at the level that you're supposed to be performing at and they expect you to perform at being the number two overall pick – then they're going to start saying, hey, you know what? Should we give Mike White another opportunity? Well, I think that'll come down the line. Um, again, it's a couple weeks, you know, two to four weeks, maybe a little bit longer, just depends on how his rehab goes. He still has a, a lot of football in front of him. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he can come back and get rehabbed properly. Mentally he'll be strong enough to withstand whatever it is that he's missing. Um, but, you know, injuries are part of the game. Right. And when you select a guy as the number two overall pick, at the quarterback position, he is supposed to be the franchise saver, savior. And then if that happens, then great. And if not, people are going to start to look at you, Joe Douglas, 
as an issue on selecting certain players. And although Joe Douglas has done a tremendous job assembling the roster, this quarterback right now is not doing him any favors. Everything's predicated on the quarterback. He would know this. Everything is quarterback driven in this league. And if your quarterback don't play right, you can. It's it's hard to say we can. It's teams just not aren't built like the Ravens in two thousand anymore. You know what I'm saying? Where you yeah. can just hang your hat on your defense and you you got these young phenoms in the AFC. You got a ball out of the quarterback position, and if you can't put up points, you don't stand a chance in that division. In modern football, your a quarterback. You're right. I don't think he's up. good though. That's just me. Well, I don't. I really don't. And it's right, early, right? But I don't think he. As a Jets fan, I don't think he's good. As a Jets fan, I have my concerns. They drafted him with that second pick. And that's not to minimize what he did at BYU. But I'm thinking all these other guys are better pedigrees, not named Trey Lance, even though Trey Lance is really good at North Dakota State, but he hadn't played, he only played one football game because of COVID 19, didn't have a chance to play any kind of season with North Dakota State. I'm tired of the Jets taking chances on quarterbacks like this and trying to sell people on it. They've done this all their time in New York. You played in the city and you know this. They've done this with guys like Brownie Nagel, they've done this now with Zach Wilson. Jets fans are getting sick of this. Don't try to overinflate somebody that can't play. Sound like a Jet fan, man. No, no, you know, but I have history. I got receipts from the Jets doing this with quarterbacks. I do. I've gone time and time again as a Jets fan. So Hackenberg didn't do anything for you? Did he do anything for the Hackenberg family? (laughs) How about that? How about that? Y'all hit they hit on Chad Pennington. That's the only key. Chad Pennington. Other than Chad Pennington. Other than Chad Pennington and the guy you played with that took Glenn Foley's place in 1996. They didn't draft Testaverde. I didn't say draft Testaverde. They lucked into him, and when Glenn Foley wasn't working out. You ain't like Sanchez? No. (laughs) Sanchez was. You know what Sanchez was good? When he didn't have to win games. Nothing against him. The, remember, the, remember the playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah. Second half, that was the best Mark Sanchez ever played in his life. Even Pittsburgh even said, if we have five more minutes in that game, that guy would have beat us. He never played that well. And the Jets were convinced, now he's going to make the next step up, and they tried to overinflate him. And what happened? Mark Sanchez failed in New York. Jets fans are tired of people overinflating their quarterbacks. And Zach Wilson may fall victim to that. And if he's not playing well and getting injured, it's the same old, same old Hampson the wheel quarterback situation with the New York. Yeah, Jets. I don't. I, you know, when he came, when he was coming out of BYU, I had the opportunity, obviously, to see him play his entire career at BYU because they played SC a couple times, and and you know, you just you see it out west. I didn't see the the number two pick. I I, I just didn't see it. I don't know what what Robert Sala and and Joe Douglas saw, but it, what I saw didn't was wasn't it did not warrant the number two pick right of the draft mm-hmm. um especially when you had all those other quarterbacks that they could have very easily taken a Justin Fields with no problem at all. No blink, you know, um I just I didn't see it. I'm looking at it now. If if they would have took Justin Fields, um not saying their draft spot would have been the same or whatnot or or may would have, we don't know. But pairing Justin Fields up with a guy that he played with in college and Garrett Wilson would have been the perfect combination, man. Yeah. Perfect combination. Yeah. And, and by the way, also to that point, if you're going to take that guy the second pick in the draft and other guys around him play better, then that's a referendum. Not on so much Joe Douglas, but the draft suffers but, because he didn't play well. But when you look at last year or two years ago when they drafted these guys, when they came out of school, and you put in Justin Fields, for instance, film, and I've just used Justin versus Zach. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson film was not better than Justin Fields. Right, I agree. I agree. So I, agree I don't understand what they saw that made them pull the trigger on Zach Wilson versus Justin Fields 
Because even for the little bit of time that we saw Justin Fields a year ago, you saw some things that said, okay, if he had a better coaching staff around him and better players around him, he may be the guy. You know, he may be the guy. You know, this, I, I, know, I know one thing that it was, though. It, the, you talk about off-platform throws, right? Um, and he had a, a ton of those in games. But then when he did his workouts, they, they seen him as well. But I just don't think that should – be mm-hmm. a I'm heavy not drafting no, I'm not no, drafting nobody in no t-shirts you. and shorts. No, I agree based with you. on them having the throw of the offseason. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. You, you know what they saw in Zach Wilson? They believe he could be the Jimmy Garoppolo for this football team. A guy that can make wild throws but can play in the offense a little bit, have the running game surrounded. That's not him. the number 2 pick of the draft though. I understand that. I'm telling you, but the Jets. Saw. I understand that, but that's not the number two pick of the draft. The right. Jets got it wrong. Well, so far they've gotten it they wrong. They got it wrong. They've they got, got it, it wrong. I mean, as a Jets fan, I'm hoping they'd be wrong about this, but I've seen this before. But then you look at the competition Justin Fields played against, man. Justin Fields played in the national championship. And I just use Justin Fields like, as, as, as an argument. I mean, you could I could use Mac Jones. You as could an easily argument. put could, Mac Jones, and I think yeah, I could use be him as, a, as an <laughs> argument. I could use Trey Lance as an argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my eyes telling me. That when I look at Mac Jones' college film, Justin Fields' college film, Zach Wilson's college film doesn't stand with theirs. Yeah, It has no legs to stand on. Yeah. Hmm. The Fantasy Football Marathon kicks off tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN and ESPN2. Download the ESPN Fantasy app, the most popular fantasy sports app. It makes playing ESPN Fantasy Football easy, fun, and fast, unless you're a Jets fan rooting for a quarterback. Updates to gameplay in the ESPN Fantasy app include new scoring and league management tools with more new features and updates on the way throughout the season. Sign up at ESPN.com slash FFL or download the ESPN Fantasy app. Thanks for joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. We're going to calm down now as a Jets fan. Freddie Coleman, Harry Douglas, and with Keyshawn Johnson, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, as well as Sirius X and Channel 80. Seven days ago, and Harry, you weren't here, but seven days ago, our boy Keyshawn Johnson, when they mic'd up one of the players in the field, he said, look, I get it. I know what Major League Baseball wants to do to try to get people, but at a certain point, it's going to come back to haunt a certain player or a certain play. Six days later, this happened last night. The Yankees-Red Sox game involving Gleyber Torres. So the first question from our fans tonight, Gleyber, since you see this guy every day, how many home runs do you think Aaron Judge is going to hit this year? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That is a question uh, everybody inside the clubhouse. Yeah, see, if he was paying attention, he would have gotten to that ball with no problem at all. He'd have slid over. He'd have been able to get to the ball. But for whatever reason, he was distracted, Keith. He was distracted, Harry, in the middle of a conversation. Oh, man. And look, this is not an indictment oh, on ESPN sure. or none of that sort of stuff. They're doing what they need to do. I get it. Uh-huh. I'm talking about from a player's perspective and standpoint. If I'm a player, I don't want to be mic'd up. When in that, it's different being mic'd up. In in a football game yeah, because right. I don't have Troy Aikman and Joe Buck talking to me while I'm running a route. <laughs> hey, Keisha, what route are you about to yeah, run? I'm not. That, that's not the case. <laughs> when I'm communicating with somebody in baseball, I'm talking to you. Right. So I'm communicating. It's 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 like driving when you and you're on the phone. You're gonna be distracted. No doubt. I don't care what nobody says. At some point, you're gonna get distracted. And in this situation, he was distracted. So. That little bit, that little slight hesitation didn't allow him to get over there. Now, some people say, man, he hit that ball right up the gut like that. It was going 100 and something miles an hour. He was never going to get there. 
I'm like, no, nah, that's not true, man. Yeah, I bet you. He's a professional. I bet you if he wasn't in the middle He's of a, a conversation, uh-huh. his, his reaction would have been just that quicker, that much quicker. Yeah, I look at both sides of the spectrum. Um, as a fan, because when they did this in the All-Star game, mm-hmm. I, I love That's it. That's cute. Like, I, I, it's I an love All-Star it. game. But I'm not going to lie, though, Key. I like it during the game as well as a fan of the game. Okay. As it a player, it, 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 it'll be different for me okay. because I don't want to be distracted as a player. I really don't. I want to be focused on my craft and, yeah. and, and, and what's going on and paying attention and have 100% of my attention towards that. But as a fan, I love it. But I knew this was going to happen. He, he and it's going to happen seven. again yeah. this year again. And I don't know if they're doing it in the playoffs or not. But I don't believe so. Okay, I was about to say, because yeah. what if your Atlanta Braves, oh. what if about to play your I'm Atlanta Braves, I'm going to come on here and you know how I'm talking. No, but what if the Atlanta Braves, what if the Atlanta Braves, in the, what if they did this in the playoffs yeah. and all of a sudden Freddie Freeman, they hit the ball to him, boom, oh, it goes and he wasn't paying attention and it cost the Braves. Be, you would feel different as a fan. Yeah, especially last year when they won the World Series. Mm-hmm. You would feel yeah. different. That's oh, yeah. all I'm saying. It Fa- just, you know. Fans want what they want when they want yeah. until it happens to their team. And believe me, I- I'm with Harry. In terms of a, from a fan perspective, I think I it is cool. I get it from a fan's perspective. And I know you completely get it. But the problem I had last night, as soon as I saw that play, I said to myself, we're going to be talking about this tomorrow because six days ago, Keyshawn said, watch, this is going to happen. And I'm thinking it's going to happen later on in the season or next year. No, the Yankees made it look like a prophet from see, six, see seven days God, ago. See how God worked? He might not come when you want him to keep it. He's going to always be on time. <laughs> and I tell you, like, sometimes I've been, I've, been, I've been mic'd up a lot. Yeah. And I couldn't even imagine being lined up or in a game or somebody because I, I would probably say something like, listen, stop talking to me. Give me a moment. Wait till I get back to the sidelines. Because <laughs> yeah. I need to focus, man. Yeah. I, 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 and I know baseball's different because there's a lot of that. Not, I don't want to say standing around. That's not the, the right term no, to it, use. It, yeah. But compared to football and basketball and hockey, there's a lot of inaction. It, it, it yeah. is, but what happens in baseball things can happen is things, I was just about to say, yeah. it happens so fast. Yep. You know, if I'm, if I'm having a conversation and he's in the stretch and he's delivering the ball, by the time I blink, that thing might be up on me. Mm-hmm. What if... Torres realizes I need to move over slightly a little more off the back to the to closer to second. Just get a little little more over. Right. But he's having this conversation, and so he's not thinking, mm-hmm. I need to slide over because he's having a conversation. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I get it. It I, changes the whole – it just changes your mindset, I think, when I'll you out there. I'll say this, though. Yeah. Regular season, keep doing it. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see it. I love the conversations between the booth and the players. But I'm a fan of the game, so that's why I love it. Players don't mind by the Keyshawn J. Will and Max, Harry Douglas, Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie Coleman, and ESPN Radio. Players don't mind doing it because more than ever before, when you have to entertain people, you yeah. got to find different ways to entertain oh, them. Yeah. And baseball, it's a lot so of baseball. games. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of games. But also, baseball suffers from old people's disease. Yep. <laughs> you know, baseball is baseball's classic rock. People don't want to hear classic rock anymore. They want to hear different. They want to hear something new. Major League Baseball still has a mindset that, well, what's good about the grand old game and this is what makes our sport. There are different things you can do to show people how cool your sport is. Baseball has an image problem from an old person's standpoint because the majority of people who love Major League Baseball are my age, yeah. 55 and older. But if you're going to need a young people feeder system, they want what the NBA has, the NFL has, college football. Even MLS and NHL are cooler sports to younger people 
than Major League Baseball. So they feel the need to do things like this so make, so people can go behind the game. Because How many times, guys, you've heard, man, we would love to be in a locker room with you guys. You we got, would love to be in a sideline with you guys. you got to make it more interesting. you got to find different ways well, to make the game more interesting. Well, you interesting. can't with Major League Baseball because it has no clock, well, Harry. That's, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, when you talk about things like players being mic'd up, that, that's another step. That's one step towards making it more interesting. You know what? Let me, let me hear what these guys are thinking. You know what I mean? It's, this is different ways you can do it. No, but it's the it's, young audience. You got to be able to capture because nothing, right now that they haven't. There's right. nothing wrong with what they're trying to do. Yeah, we're not criticizing. The them only for it. thing that I don't like as a player is I have to engage in talking to the broadcast team in the middle of my damn game, especially and a shortstop it's, or the infield. Yeah, it's just a. <laughs> and a lot of people don't know how how hard that baseball is coming off a, a major league batter's bat, and how quick it gets up on you, like it. In the blink of an eye, man, you can mess around. You can mess around and have a black eye too, or a, or a fractured nose. Can you imagine that ball had taken a bad hop? Let's say he goes to make that play, takes a bad hop, and cracks him Oof. in the face. Oh no, he'll be fine. He, he I think he would have been fine as far as that goes. His reaction time—that's the part that bothers my, you. My opinion was slowed down based on the conversation. I wonder what was said in the dugout after he got back there to the to Aaron Boone because Aaron Boone probably said, well, "What happened?" While I was talking to Carl Ravitch and Eduardo Perez, they asked me about Aaron Judge and home runs, and Aaron Boone was like, all right, I get it. I understand it. It, it, The way the Yankees are struggling, anything that's going to go against what they're doing is the last thing you need. They're still in first place, though. They're two and eight in the last ten. Key. They're two and eight in the last ten games. I'm worried about them when it comes to the Astros. But not just the Astros. The Astros are not afraid of them. I'm worried about them in, in their own division if they're matched up with a team in their own division in a wild card game. Okay. That's what I'm worried about. I think the only team that bothers me with the Yankees would be the Houston Astros. Well, That's see, the only team. I think Toronto, because since they fired their head coach, they've been on the yeah. street. Toronto can rake. There's no doubt about it. So Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yeah, I don't worry about Bichette. any of those teams. You don't? You know, we're out west, so. Well, see, the Dodgers. I know who you better be. <laughs> I know. I know. Let, me get, let me take care. Of you. I know ahead. who you better be worried about, because I know we got to get up out of here. Yeah. We got a hard out. I know who you better be worried about. Yeah, the New York we Mets. We took care of you last year. Nope, the yeah, Braves. Yeah, we took care of you last year, too. Don't you forget it. <laughs> that was last All year. Right. You got the championship, but, but your, our team's got a big four-game series. Even, you had to mention they got a championship. There's no one out there even knows that the Braves won. Y'all stop. Wow. We have a hard out. Okay? Wow. Nobody don't even know the Braves won. <laughs> How you going to win a world championship in the U.S. and nobody knows? This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max. The hard thing about Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.